0: Welcome, everyone, to the Garden Nerd Tip of the Week podcast, where garden nerds from around the world talk shop, share stories, and offer their favorite tip. I'm your host, Christy Wilhelmi. David King is back. He was our second guest on the podcast of this format back in 2018. He's been a gardener for over 50 years, and he's the founding chair of the Seed Library of Los Angeles, as well as the Garden Master at The Learning Garden, which is on the grounds of Venice High School here in Los Angeles. David has taught for the Master Gardener program and at UCLA for the Horticulture and Gardening program there. He tends to orchards, bees, and gardens alike. Welcome back, David.
1: Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: We haven't seen each other in a while because you've been pretty busy. A lot has happened since our last conversation, which mm-hmm. was about it, true. it was about grafting. Our first interview was about grafting. Wow. And I know, crazy, huh? Um, but there was so there was this pandemic, and then you lost your beloved Scottish Terrier, Tree. And then there was a major construction project over at Venice High School that wiped out most of the learning garden. So tell us what happened over there.
1: Thank you for this opportunity and it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure at any time, under any circumstances, well, not any circumstances, but <laughs> it's a pleasure to have the chance to talk to you and and, uh, and answer your questions and even think of some of the questions I have for you. Um, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: That's why we're talking. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just letting a few people in on the, on the conversation. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, this is 20 years ago. Okay. This is, a, this is, uh, 2004, 2005. And there were a, a couple of things that just, there were things flowed together and created this, uh, vortex of a kind for a, uh, for a much more substantial garden than was there previously. Uh, that area has had a garden uh, cultivated in it for at least since the fourth, like I said, and uh, continued on. I mean, while there was um, construction in the garden, uh, they totally smashed about, I'm going to guess it at about uh, 15% was left
0: once they went in there
1: with with construction grade uh, bulldozers and and all kinds of stuff the dump trucks and everything uh if you wanted a perfect way to ruin a garden soil do what they did <laughs> and crush it down as just as hard as you can and preferably to water it and get it get the water locked in so it doesn't go nowhere mm-hmm. um what had happened then in, in those years though between um i was teaching also at yosan uh university chinese medicine uh i don't know anything about chinese medicine but i know do know about uh plants and so i was teaching botany to them uh on their on their courses and i was over in the garden mind you this is uh 2004 or so and i found this little garden i found it i found it by golly and um (laughs) what it was though is that is that was used for a class. There was a, a, a horticulture class. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I hung out with them a little bit. And then presently it's like, you know what? This is what I want to do. I want to play in the garden. And so they had a shack over there that was barely standing up. And uh, I put a padlock on it and said, this is my office, folks. Come and see me here.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I've been in that. I've spent a lot of time in that office, and it was up to a point full of seed jars. and stacks of magazines and books and whatnot um but when i know that when the construction happened they tore down every building that was on that property which included your office and the shed and there was a greenhouse and there was some other stuff that was <laughs> out. yeah and two really really old trees right that were taken yeah. out
1: the platinus uh Smosa, and i can't think of the common name for it um and then there was uh the the other one, I can't remember the uh, the the Latin name for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, what's the common
0: uh, name for that one?
1: Common name uh, for the first one is is the uh, plane tree, California plane tree.
0: Plain tree, okay. Uh, and those were removed, and you guys did a whole ceremony around them being yes, taken a down. Yes,
1: Japanese Grievement ceremony.
0: Grievement ceremony. Yeah. What was that like?
1: <laughs> well, you know, it was. It, that was over there, clear on the uh, far east, easterly side of the of the garden, and then the garden, uh, this high school garden classes were in the center, and when I was doing my uh, UCLA extension classes, we had a, a spot on the westerly side of the garden, and it was that was really 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 rewarding because. Uh, we did the whole thing we started out with with concrete and we ended up with fluffy soil and plants that we could eat i mean you know what can be right. happier yeah uh, so we did that and then they formed us about uh, three to five years ago my numerical memory not so hot that's okay um yeah so um they came out they being the unified school district says well we're going to reconstruct this totally and we're going to tear this everything down here and we're going to do this we're going to do that and we're going to build this new building and there was no and what's your opinion <laughs> yeah you know? yeah um so anyway they did that and then uh the year of covid the the first quarter of 22 no 2020 2020 yeah there yeah. you go so um always marry a woman who can do math because then then you know you, you have something to fall back on.
0: Or remembers dates. That's the thing, right? <laughs> I'm good well, for that. We're having too much fun now. Stop <laughs> yep. it. Yep.
1: Um, the so in January they said, okay, we're gonna let you into this part of the garden. And so they did. And um, but we had to become certified, like um assistance or I don't know what we we signed so many papers that said we we would not kill people we would not.
0: This was through the school district right
1: school district yeah. Um, And
0: and I remember seeing I'm sorry I just want to visualize for people what this looked like because I remember you know the learning garden was always surrounded by a chain link fence but suddenly the interior of the garden was surrounded by a chain link fence and you could only access the perimeter that had the fruit trees in it that were sort of along the fence that they let that's, you keep, right? But then the rest was this giant construction project that was devastating, just absolutely flat, compacted, hard pan soil that had once grown lots and lots of food. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's, uh, we had, they, they did eventually open that perimeter up somewhat And immediately, the first thing I did was start throwing down seeds of clovers, alfalfa, and uh, other legumes, um, just scattering them all over the place. And right now, we we have an alfalfa problem.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you do.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, we'll get rid of it eventually. But right now, it's it's sinking those roots into the into the soil, Mm -hmm. and and so that's what I'm I'm most pleased about. We're getting our we're getting just beginning to get our first harvest our real harvest out of it Uh, right now I think that uh, uh, I saw today in the garden I saw green tomatoes I saw um, beans uh, a number of different flowers um, and that's just hitting the top of it there's a lot more out there that's just so awesome Mm -hmm. Um, but when we at this point, as we're scattering all these seeds, it's time to sit down and look at what we want.
0: Right. Because so, right. Because you had two things you had to do. One was fix the compacted soil, which right. I want to ask let's take that first. So, what did you have to do to mend that destroyed soil? And, second question, did you have to test for contaminants?
1: Uh, first question last, we did not because the unified school district did that for us.
0: Oh, and,
1: and they shared them with us. And off the top of my head, I can't tell you, it wasn't as bad as you would have thought. Oh, good to uh, know. But maybe that's because they got it after I did all my, my legumes and, and, uh, that sort of stuff. Cause okay. I did, um, I started out in the first round with the, um, with the seeds the the nitrogen uh bearing seeds we had that all over the garden we had those seeds all over the garden and then a lot of them bounced back and so we stopped doing that because we didn't need to anymore Mm -hmm. Uh, as it stands right now there's around where i'm gardening there is an entire city of of legumes (laughs) (laughs) i I
0: remember stopping by and seeing tall fava beans everywhere and alfalfa and stuff growing so yeah so that was an action and it looked so vibrant and alive by comparison to what six months before
1: yes it's true um and thank you because i I get goosebumps about this i mean uh i taught i taught this i taught this i taught this and i taught all this stuff at ucla and wherever i was teaching i was teaching i was thinking about oh maybe 12 feet by 15 feet or something (laughs) like that and and I don't know how many feet we got out there, but it's a hell of a lot more than 12 or 15.
0: Yeah, it's a good couple of acres, isn't it?
1: It's. I think it's probably around, uh, it's from one full acre to a one and a half acre, somewhere like that.
0: Oh, the new size. Yeah.
1: So the, the way we're doing it now, this is important, is we used to have, it was by committee. Yes. Which always meant that that somebody who's got enough foresight will, will be the person that takes over the, the plot. I mean, you know. So, but we had projects in mind, for instance uh, a um a fiber arts garden right
0: so in color fiber
1: arts garden we've got um we've got uh, a lot of different uh, plants in there for um, dye. I used to call it the dyeing garden, but <laughs> like that.
0: people don't appreciate that kind no, of humor. <laughs>
1: I worked so very hard with trying that up and getting yeah. that straightened out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the dying garden, I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the fiber garden.
1: The fiber garden. So mm-hmm. we've got two to three people working on that and they're they're dedicated to that spot. Um, so that doesn't mean they have to stay there, right? There's gonna be days when they can move to a different spot and weed or whatever, you know? Uh, and so that's kind of what we're doing today. It's, it's kind of garden laissez-faire.
0: And so this new iteration is sort of similar to the original concept of the learning garden, which was rather than people having individual plots that they rented and worked on exclusively, you are sort of overseeing the, the global projects for the garden and assigning people to, the, to those when they come to help, right? That's the plot. That's the plot. That's the plot. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> we have a few people that understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's okay, you know what? It's it's still okay. Um, we're doing a lot of different experimenting. I've got a a, a trellis set up using bamboo, mm-hmm. uh, for um, loofah beans, loofah, loofah, loofah gourd, the gourds, yeah, and Armenian cucumbers. Oh, nice, which are two of my favorites. in fact, I have got sponges, uh, from a, a loofah that have i've had for about three years i'm on the last like quarter about that big of a spot
0: uh-huh about uh, and, he's holding up about a two inch segment maybe of a yeah. loofah yeah yeah
1: so and now our our dog is is uh anderson
0: anderson who is also anderson. a scottish terrier, right? He's
1: another Scottish terrier. He's looking at me like, what, what, what?
0: Anderson. I remember when you got Anderson, he was so tiny and so afraid of absolutely everything. He was like, what happened? I'm suddenly on this guy's lap. I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) why I'm here. um,
1: And those, that first two years from, with him Mm
0: -hmm.
1: were uh, about the most hellish <laughs> interactions between two species oh no was, like, oh,
0: was he tearing oh, up everything what a headstrong
1: headstrong <laughs> little devil <laughs> and he's only you know yay big and he's you know he's the funnest thing is to watch them run because their legs are what three the, well maybe five inches long right yeah and they can get up good speed it's and amazing. was
0: how has well this is a weird question but a lot of people are asking questions about how do they keep their dogs out of the garden how have you or were you at all successful with keeping him out of beds and such
1: didn't try <laughs> uh but but did keep an eye on try to keep an eye on him and and also you know we have all these volunteers and they're saying
0: there's doggy Bill over here
1: <laughs> so we take care of it that way um, okay It's amazing, you know, I don't know, it seems to me that people that stand around in a garden for any length of time uh, develop a a camaraderie that you don't find in in. uh, In places other than like enlisted troops.
0: Well, I think that gardeners um, a uh, can talk across all socioeconomic and political platforms you know yeah. um, basically that's the one thing we can all talk about because everybody eats so that's true. that's a you know a true thing and then restoring soil to back to vitality is so inspiring and wonderful um, when you when you planted so you planted legumes first and then so you said you've got crops right now um, but there are also some fruit trees. What's what survived of the fruit trees that, or or I should say, fruit crops? Because I remember yeah. there was dragon fruit hanging off of one fence over there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's see here. Um, last fall, mm-hmm. uh, right? That was our first uh, harvest, so to speak. I mean, we were getting carrots here and there, and radishes and things like that. But nothing spectacular. The main thing it was not to. to the main thing was not to uh, grow in the garden. It was to get make the garden, you know, open the garden up for growing. Yes. And so we did that. And, um, and you know, every every carrot, every beet was just a celebration. Like, oh, my God. Because because that soil had been so hard to work. Um, you know, we would have volunteers come out and we'd hand them a pickaxe and put them to work <laughs> and they, they'd pickaxe for the rest of the day. Oh, my God. You
0: know? oh that's hard
1: it's tough but you know you know what? Um, um, I'm almost like a proud papa because that garden has come so far from where it was it just it even though I said this is what we're going to do Mm -hmm. you know I didn't really have a consciousness I never done it before (laughs) right I've never done an acre and a half before so I was even I was doubting myself but boy I'll tell you At the far end of it, it's nitrogen, 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 and uh, the different components of uh, compost.
0: Right. All of the microbes and compost and just organic matter in general, right? In
1: general, yeah.
0: So let me ask you, when you grew those leguminous crops, did you turn them in or did you take the biomass and build a compost pile somewhere else and then put it back on when it turned into compost?
1: That's a good question. If there was a place in the garden to put this, right, that we be so we could use the garden faster, faster, more better, uh, we did that. If we had no place uh, for breaking it down any further, we use it. Uh, we use it where the perhaps we were planting our plants. Even okay. then,
0: so you were chopping up biomass and putting it into beds.
1: We put it into beds. We put some of it into um, uh, planting areas. In other words, whatever we had available, we used it. Yeah. Um, and
0: which asks but bodes another question or, you know, begs another question. Good. I didn't is
1: know if I, if I could. Handle what,
0: yeah, no, no. Uh, when so what other biomass or other other inputs did you import into the garden? Did you get donations? Did you get big dumps of chip mulch? What else?
1: All of the above. We uh, had uh, the chip sources, uh, when we first started, were hard and slow to come by. We got two uh, truckloads of material that was only, the truckload was just bigger than a pickup truck. Oh no. Uh, yeah, and so was a, a lot of shredding and moving around while your back hurts. Um, <laughs> but then uh, we got a truckload, I actually think it was three truckloads. Uh, it had, Really chunky chips we still like have some left of that one
0: four to five um, inch pieces basically yeah yeah and
1: it's uh you know it's nice to have those in there because they they hold things together until you get more right yeah uh so i'm liking that and although the for many of our plants right now like i've got uh artichokes flowering oh nice um they're a nice one you know, of those brilliant blues. There.
0: Oh, is this the Winnetka purple artichoke?
1: We believe it is. Okay, but we're not crossed. exactly certain. <laughs> I'm going to grow four of them out for seed. Uh huh. And dry them down, and then probably, and then next year, uh, plant out four different selections. You know, um in regards to which which plant it was. Yeah. So we'll have an A plant, a B plant, a C plant, a D plant, and maybe a E plant, and then we'll be able to proceed with that and and. and and figure out what we really have.
0: Now, just for people who haven't heard us talk about Winnetka Farms' uh, purple artichoke before, this was a this was something Craig Ruglis developed at, on his farm, Winnetka Farms, here in Los Angeles, and he's in the valley and, or was, and he was able to breed a true purple globe artichoke because most purple artichokes are not globe-shaped. They are more pointy. And you, as the you and the seed library, brought in plants and seeds that he had saved and distributed them to all of us nerds who tried growing them out. And I have one here at Garden Nerd Headquarters, and uh, I have another one there. I did. I set, I started five seeds, and I got two plants from from them. One of them came out as a true globe. The other one came out as a pointy, but still purple. So. We're fine. Um, and they're still growing back there in pots that pretty much yearly drive down roots through the drainage hole. And then I have to break them and <laughs> they <laughs> regrow. It pretty much happens every year.
1: How's the, um, part, how's the production on those?
0: There, you know, I, I think because I'm growing them in a pot, they're not as productive as they could be. If they were in the ground, I think they would take off because they get pretty big and I'd probably get like seven artichokes from each one, you know, but not a whole lot. So
1: <laughs> yeah, they're uh, the ones I have, the one that the one that I have uh, has great big seed heads left. Oh, and you're right, you're sitting out there and, and I'm, of course, going out and and, and watching it grow.
0: Yes. So um, you're going to be trialing. You'll hopefully be able to get seeds from those seed heads and then grow them out.
1: Right. And uh, the, I, the big head I've got out there, um, which is the globiest. Mm hmm. Is that a we're making that
0: a word right okay. now, David? Okay. Yeah.
1: Good.
0: good. <laughs> globiest.
1: Globiest. Yeah. Um, it was the flattest, globiest mm. of the ones we of the of the ones we have out there now. And so as it's presently beginning to brown, just okay. ever so lightly. And I'm gonna have to watch it like a hawk. Maybe get a camping tent and sleep with it.
0: Or put us uh, some kind of a bag over it for protection or something. Who knows?
1: Mm, yeah, I I hesitate at that because because there are so many critters. It seems drawn. Right. <laughs> Wherever <laughs> you say, don't come here. He goes, oh,
0: it's oh, says let's go here. over there. Let's yeah, over there. I understand. Uh, now I remember I was when I visited and things were looking really abundant and lively after such a devastating period of time. Uh, you showed me, you walked me over to a plant that isn't supposed to grow here, that grows here. Do you remember that?
1: Uh, vaguely.
0: Was it the peony? Do you have a peony oh, growing we here?
1: have we have peonies, and peonies do rarely grow here. Oh, you know, that is the, in the Chinese medicine garden.
0: It's in the Chinese medicine garden. What are yeah. peonies used for in Chinese medicine?
1: I have no idea. That's not okay. my hat.
0: All right then. <laughs> <laughs> you just teach botany,
1: whatever. Well, no, I teach <laughs> I teach growing food. Um uh I guess you could you could eat those, but you know, I'm not sure. No, the, not. The, yeah. the 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 tale on that is that in the spring of each year, my elders were out going through the the seed patch you're going through the patch, and if a, a plant looked kind of ripe, they would thump it. Mm-hmm. Right? You get that dull thump, and you get that dull thump. And that, if a dull thump means it's pr- it's pretty close to ripe, or it is ripe. Okay. So you see us all out there going thump, 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 trying to find out what we got. And uh, I was a good thumper, <laughs> I'm about uh, 10 years old. All right. And I was a good thumper, I, they, you know, they could take my, my thumps as golden. Uh, so uh, I'm out there and there's this one melon that is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yay, big kind of a rattlesnake on you know it's rattlesnake, uh, watermelon and I thumped it and it thumped perfectly. Mm-hmm. It was perfect and so we did all these things to to get it out of the heat so it's just cold it'll stay ripe longer and all this stuff. We went to the fair with it, nemaha County Fair in Kansas, and they thumped it too, you know, and so, oh this is ripe, yeah this is a pretty good one, and we got the blue ribbon. Uh huh. Well, guess what? We got home and we cut that thing open, and it was as white as the page upon which you write stuff. It was not even it was not even begun to get ripe, and I lost my job as as the king thumper, You're
0: not the head thumper anymore. After no more
1: that. head thumping
0: for me. Yeah. Well, you know my my trick for knowing whether watermelons are ripe is the tendrils on either side. Do you use mm-hmm. that trick? So let's talk about that.
1: First of all. Almost all my experience with melons and uh, all those that that use, you know, that have the uh, um, ripening thing going on, um, I am now because of con- space constrictions. I almost always grow just straight up and down uh, plants.
0: Oh, so um, you're doing vertical?
1: Doing I do more vertical, more just so I have more space to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, so, but. Yeah, back in back in Kansas in those days, it was all a hoot. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just all a hoot.
0: So the melon trick, listeners, is you're going to find the vine with the fruit on it. And along the vine, if you watch, if you look on either side of the melon itself, there will be a tendril coming off to the right and a tendril coming off to the left. Those little curly cues. And they're going to be bright green. While the melon is ripening, but then when it's ripe, those tendrils will turn brown and shrivel up, and that's how you know to pick the melon.
1: They will turn turn to they will turn brown in in under two two days.
0: Right, it's quick.
1: It's quick. Yeah, yeah. Don't you, you can't go to sleep on a melon. Well, right, it wouldn't want you to anyway. But
0: kind of like zucchini, don't go <laughs> right. away for the weekend if your zucchini are producing. So
1: that's right, uh, yeah. unless you just want more compost. Right, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> or to play a mean trick on someone
1: oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: now i was there anything you know it this has been a rough time for you and a lot of others this pandemic time and lots of loss for a lot of people is there something that you plant to help ease your suffering i know that's kind um, of a weird question but yeah I think no s- it's
1: not a weird question because uh because you know there's so much of what we as gardeners do is about healing ourselves uh healing our time with uh with the plants and 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 kneeling our um the whole garden you yeah know, every part of the garden um you know um li- losing tree was probably one of my my biggest downers um, your
0: dog yeah
1: yeah He was, he was, he was really special. This one is very special too, but he's still a alien. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so planting out in the garden. I don't know if I have a specific plant. Uh, I want something that's gonna get ripe fast. I can eat it fast. Um, I love this time of year because you do have things like um, tomatoes, uh, peppers. Some people like okra, Um, all these different things that are just bread and butter Mm -hmm. for our gardens, right? For us, therefore, for us, yeah. And I I just, I, I find this whole thing just very, very emotional, even without, even without a death of a of a of a of a friend. But the putting the seed in the soil um, is is a is a religious almost thing. Uh, putting your your spade in the soil and, and, and digging out what you need to be able to plop the tomato plant into and and all these things and these are the things that our ancestors did and these are the things that their ancestors did and this is the thing that we all have ancestors did and to ignore that to gloss it over and pretend that it doesn't exist is to take part of your heart out
0: right and i i think for a lot of people who are new to gardening They're a little bit afraid of growing things from seed, but seeds are miracles and they really do make people, I think they bring joy when someone plants a seed and then sees it sprout and grow into a thing that they can eat. They're stunned, shocked and surprised and overjoyed. So that's definitely a thing to do. Um, I had another thought going back to the soil remediation. Did you plant any winter radishes to try and break up the compacted soil or was Uh, the timing not right?
1: did some um daikon daikon thank you yeah it's some daikon it's nice to be interviewed by somebody who knows more about it than i do (laughs) i'll just sit here and say yes ma'am no ma'am yeah
0: that's great daikon's great um i think because i'm i'm a bit of a radish um i don't know i don't want to say because i say i'm a kale whore but i'm i i like that's no you're not supposed to use those words anymore but I'm, I really love growing radishes and particularly winter radishes because they're so interesting and different and you can do daikon but you can also do Bora king and spanish black you know black spanish and all of these really interesting varieties that dig down and burrow holes in the soil that make it easy to fill with compost after you've harvested them or you leave them and let them break down right and you know i have oh my gosh right now i have in my plot because i neglected to pick them i have some malaga radishes that are honestly about eight inches in diameter and they're flowering and i'm just like i'm just gonna leave those yeah. <laughs> just yeah. let the let the bir- the, bir- the the bees enjoy the flowers on them the right now enjoy the flowers yeah. So I'll pull them out at some point. And I just want, I'm like, I want to find a cow to give this to or something. I don't know. Uh, I got the, the cow. <laughs> right. Well, cause they always talk about radishes and turnips being grown as a forage. And I'm like, are yep. they eating the, the root vegetable themselves or just the stuff that's growing, you know, just the above ground foliage. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, do you know
0: anything about that?
1: No, I, not that much, but I do, I do believe that they, they feed them that I think okay. that they, the, it's, it's all part of the cycle.
0: Someday we'll get a cow and find out,
1: I guess. That's right. Someday
0: we'll get a cow. <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow. All right. So now- what we'll,
1: What's your what we'll name? Even? Holy.
0: This is, this is a little bit of a downer of a question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because right. I know that the garden is a, at present a little bit under threat. Uh, LAUSD is looking at, quote unquote, other land use options. So let's talk about that a little. And what's, what's the latest on that?
1: Um I heard that uh, our chair, uh, Julie Mann and uh, one of the high school instructors who teaches gardening there, uh, Brian Daly. Bailey. Uh,
0: Brian Bailey, yes, I know are you. heading
1: into a meeting sometime in the next week um, about uh, about what what is going on uh, status-wise with the garden. Uh it does no good to um, wail and holler and scream and shout. Uh, they're going to make up their minds to whatever their minds are already made up to. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I see it. I think we have a chance, and I think if we have it. We that we might have it if if it doesn't pan here, we might have another chance. Um, I don't see us as coming up short the problem with all that of course is that that uh, you don't just make a garden and then oh that was fun and 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 split. Yeah. No. You know, you you go into the long haul. Which is one of the problems we have with our society today because there's no there's people not nobody trying to do the long haul.
0: Right. I can not say that. Well, a lot of people want instant gratification and they're not willing to do the work to really make soil. Oh yeah better and then steward it from then on which is what we are trying to do
1: yeah yeah the area I was out working with today has been uh gardened now since last uh January Mm -hmm. um and the soil I'm getting up as I'm weeding we talked about me weeding yes Um, yes
0: how it can take up all of your time and you realize that you're late for your interview with
1: the gardener tip of the podcast. Something people have heard about before, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, (laughs) doing what we can to remediate the soil, doing what we can to remediate the minds around us to show what needs to be done, what can be done. Um, And the problem with that is it's not that easy. Right. You know, we don't go out there and take an acre or an acre and a half of soil and boom, we have a garden and it's it's and it's viable. uh, Because that's just probably a a big waste of time in the final analysis.
0: Right. So the meeting that I attended online with LAUSD, I know a bunch of us were writing comments saying, you know, we don't want this space that has been useful to the community and so important to the community for so long to be just handed over to the highest bidder. Uh, We felt like it was really important for those who have, who created it and are continuing to steward it, have a say in what happens. So that's what I'm hoping for. And by, especially by having this conversation that it'll draw attention to it and maybe people will, you know, write in if they can. So is there anything that people can do to help The Learning Garden at this point?
1: Uh, First of all, um, like any nonprofit, we need to fundraise um,
0: and there's a donation button on the website so I'll be pointing people to that
1: excellent that's a good place to point them yes also awareness you know if you can if you have gardener friends you wouldn't be watching this if you weren't a gardener so
0: right uh, people listen to this podcast as yeah right. as gardeners mostly yes
1: right so you know share amongst your amongst your cohort. Uh, of what um, what you're doing and, and what we're doing and um, and you know every so often somebody says well, let's have a let's have a, a, a meeting or uh, let's all get together and, and and have this and and the only problem with that is that while you're doing that you could have been, you could have been gardening <laughs> and yeah uh, you know, that's my take on that but you know we do have a lot of gardening things happening in the LA area. That's true. Uh, it's quite surprising, uh, considering how many how many acres of of land we've got uh, uh, covered with concrete, and we're still getting by fine.
0: Yes, there are more than 120 community gardens in Los Angeles. So
1: I knew that.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, if you go to the um, LA Community Garden Council their website shows all the different community gardens we have and they're around.
1: I was the, uh, I was the chair at Ocean View Farmer, uh, Ocean View. Uh, Ocean
0: View Farms. Yeah. Farms. My community yeah. garden. <laughs> yeah.
1: about eight, 1980 something. Okay. Right towards the end of the thing. I was the great uh, lazy one.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, you know, it takes one of those to just show how much everyone else can do. You know, I don't know. Well, no, we had
1: had a good in those days you had a corn plot.
0: Yep. You had a corn plot. Right. We We set aside spaces for people to grow corn so they wouldn't shadow their their um, the neighbor's plots. I did work that into my book into garden variety, by the way sweet that was there um all right so well before we finish up here it is tip time did do, i win the prize <laughs> do, maybe uh <laughs> do you have a favorite tip david that you'd like to share with the garden nerd audience
1: oh boy, there's so many good ones um a favorite tip um i don't know is it so much of a tip it's more of a of a uh, of a saying
0: a philosophy uh,
1: a philosophy yes a philosophy we're gonna give you a philosophy
0: all right go for it um
1: what's the first thing to plant in the garden
0: I know the answer so I'm not gonna say it
1: okay well I know the answer too so I'm not gonna say it (laughs) you have to
0: say it we can say it together one two three a chair (laughs) yes the
1: reason for the chair is I want you I want people to spend more time in their gardens and um and celebrate their gardens. And so you, you, you have the chair and the table and you can go out and take notes or you can do your homework or you can do uh, the work you're, you're being required from work. You, know, you brought it home from work, sit out there at your table and, and work out at your table in your garden. The hope is that by those interactions with your garden that you will be seeing more things that need improving or things that are going right that you didn't even know about and so it's just a closer uh, circumstance. It's, it's, you're just closer to your garden in all the ways that right. your gardens need.
0: I like that. I certainly say observation is key and that's the best way to do it is with a yes. chair. It's, right.
1: it's a lot easier to do it that way than getting a periscope and then digging a hole and put the periscope <laughs> in there as so you go up and down with the periscope yeah
0: i want to see you do that honestly um i think that would be <laughs> no, really funny we'll get you a captain's hat and like a patch over one eye and just have you whatever i don't know i might be mixing metaphors here uh, uh, thank you david for that expert tip i feel like we could keep talking for a long time but we gotta get going here so uh, where do people find you
1: Find us on the internet. Uh, we have a Facebook account. I think we're getting uh, a, what's the other one that's so popular nowadays?
0: Instagram.
1: Instagram. We're getting an Instagram account. Okay. So. Um,
0: I will put links to all of those on the website. And
1: if worse comes to worst, uh, Green Teach G-R-E-E-N-T-E-A-C-H at gmail.com.
0: Right, that's David's email address. All right, and uh, sometimes he answers. Uh, it's good. <laughs> uh, I will just say that and leave us with that thought. It's been lovely, David. Thank you so much. All right, Garden Nerds, you'll find a link to the Learning Gardens website this week on GardenNerd.com. We'll also share links to their donation page and info on how to volunteer in this beautiful oasis in the city. That's it for this week. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Visit us for tons of free gardening information at gardennerd.com. Show your support for this podcast and the other free stuff on Garden Nerd by becoming a Patreon subscriber. You'll find us on Instagram and Twitter under gardennerd1, on Facebook as gardennerd.com, and of course our Garden Nerd YouTube channel. Happy gardening!